I mean, seriously, Al, have we just bred a world full of pussies? Okay, what's the theory? I just noticed that people just seem to be what they like to call triggered or whatever the case might be these days over oh. the slightest little shit. I know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> no, it just, it's not I'm... just that. It's everything. It's bullshit. The amount of fucking crap. Then people just like to just go off without saying, what did you mean by that first? They just, fuck it. That's it. I'm going to go off my nana because this is what you meant, even though it's nothing like what you meant at all. Well, I think especially in a written format. And again, I know where you're going with this because it's really hard to convey tone or meaning in something that's written. So whether it's an email or a text message, very different from speaking to someone face to face where, you know, there's extra information besides the words that gives context to what you're saying. Yeah. So it's very easy for people to misinterpret. And I've noticed the same thing you're describing, which is they kind of in a rush to assume the worst. Yeah. No one. It's and then, a, and then they're fucking, that's it. You're bang to rights. And it doesn't matter <laughs> what you say to me. Even if you say, no, that's not what I meant. This is exactly what I meant. And they're like, no, 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 that's not what you meant. And yeah. you're like, how the fuck do you know what I meant? You don't fucking know shit, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah. And I think giving someone the benefit of the doubt and like you're saying, just asking for clarification, people are so ready to get into an argument or, you know, try and... It, I don't know if you're familiar with the term virtual signaling, but it's this idea that you're sort of trying to show how in, in tune you are, how woke you are you know, how, how righteous your own beliefs are by belittling, belittling someone else, right? Yeah. But it backfires sometimes quite easily because when they make one comment and then you can just jump all over it straight away. But, I mean... Because <laughs> you know me, I'm not one for backing down on an argument. Sure. And they're trying to belittle me because of something that I said that didn't mean anything that they said. Yeah. I think this is where you and I differ these days where I, I don't have the energy... To, to get into something like a flame war anymore. It's just, it's not it's not worth it, man. No. Sometimes <laughs> it is worth it to clear your name, especially if it's in a public forum. And yeah. somebody's just, and then the problem is, if you don't say anything, they just keep going with it, going, oh, see, he's fucking blah, 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 what a fucking this, what a that. And you're like, nah, fuck this, I'm not putting up with this shit. You've had way too much time on your hands, haven't you? Yeah. I, yeah. So back to your original point about people being so sensitive these days. I'm not going to completely agree with that just because um, I, I think there's been some important changes with people now sort of calling out other people's bad behavior, you know, you sort of me too style stuff. No, no, I've got a problem with that. It's the, but I think that's, it's all part of that same shift, right? The pussy, pissy, whinging and carrying on that carries. Yeah. So there's some stuff there that's hundred percent righteous and pe- people saying it, uh, you know, modern heroes in a way but yeah pe- people jumping on and trying to act like tiny little stuff is that same magnitude it, it it devalues the important stuff and yeah it's sort of it does tend towards it's almost a farce for some of the stuff that they try and get offended about yeah people people are so ready and, and ready just to jump down someone's throat at the slightest offense yeah and but do you think that you should have to pussify your responses to things just on the off chance that someone may may get slightly offended by something that you couldn't even think that possibly could be offended by I think there's limits to it right I don't think it should stifle free speech or expressions of ideas mm. um, I, I think those principles are pretty important in, a, in an open democracy yeah you, you notice it a bit in journalism now especially more sort of your blogger style stuff where um, they might be writing, uh, say, like a relationship article talking about men and women, blah, 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 even about their own experiences. And then there'll be a footnote saying, you know, oh, this is written from a you know heteronormative perspective, no offense meant for mm-hmm. gay, transgender, everyone else. Uh, yeah, so these articles have a little little disclaimer at the end trying to head off anyone trying to get offended about it. Mm. So it it's definitely a new trend and yeah I don't, I don't know how far you have to go with it or yeah how, how sensitive you really need to be about it but yeah something like that's probably an example of what you're talking about like if someone writes an article about their own experiences and then someone else is in the comments saying oh yeah this is one-sided what about the perspective of this group of people or this minority group or yeah it's like well fair enough but 
that's not what this article was about. Mm. And they, they, you know, some some ex- extremist people with those sort of views take it as a slight that they haven't been included. Yep. Which was, again, back to what you're saying, never the intent of what this person was writing. No. So, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready to give up on society just yet. I don't know. I'm not giving up. I'm just saying, <laughs> I think some, some people need a slap. And it's still probably like, it's still a minority of people out there. There's still enough meatheads out there to counterbalance it all. That's good. <laughs> all the NRL fans out there. Yeah. So just... I, I saw something on, <laughs> well, I'm not an NRL fan. I don't give a fuck. No, no, I just. It's actually AFL fans that are more fucking meatheads at the moment. They're all fucking fighting and carrying on. Well, it's all birds of the same feather, really, isn't it? Mm, kind of. Have you heard of Xennials? Uh, we've got a new, like, generation category, do we? Yeah, well, we fall into this category. How does it go? So, from 1977 to 1987. Um, how's it not Generation X? Because it's in between. So, they're saying Gen X starts at 87? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, it's the largest group... Who's at- in charge of this stuff, anyway? I don't fucking know. But <laughs> I, I, re- I read it, and it actually makes sense. The largest group after the baby boomers, 70 million plus of people. Right. Researchers say this is one of the best generations because of their contribution to family and society. They still possess the old school, work hard and survive independently attitude of Gen X, while starting the tech savvy, sophisticated, sorry, sophistication of millennials. Mm. Of all generations, Xennials, or the first millennials, understand our current world the most. They were the first to experience the birth of the internet and use it. Mm-hmm. They witnessed sport, sports greatness firsthand from Michael Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, <laughs> and from Mike Tyson to okay. Manny Pacquiao. They played the first video games but still knew how to play outside. They enjoyed great music through the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s in which hip, hip-hop was born and still made sense in addition to other genre, genres of music. They started fashionable trends and were also the first to own the first ever iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> written by a 40 year old <laughs> possibly it sounds kind of biased but well it's true they make some good points there yeah because yeah that like especially about the technology i think is fairly insightful where yeah the internet was was born when we were sort of uh teenagers right mm-hmm. now yeah a generation later they've grown up with the internet their whole life like that's a, a hell of a difference really yeah have you seen? Have you seen younger people today trying to use a dial phone? Where are they using a like, dial phone? <laughs> pressing the fucking holes and they're like expecting it to work. That's fine, but like, no, it's not. I mean, come on. But we wouldn't know how to shoe a horse either. So, if you're going back like to old technology, oh no, but it's funny. It's funny because it's like something everyone knew how to do. I still got to get my old VHS machine out of the garage and plug that into the telly and see if the kids can figure it out. Because they, they don't even really do DVDs. It's like it's all digital streaming stuff. Now. They know how to use a DVD? Yeah. Yeah, and Nico's obviously got Xbox games. Oh, but, yeah, so that's the same. Um, Similar anyway. But yeah, VHS cassette would be puzzling. I think they'd figure it out, but they'd just be like... you just leave sucks. them in the room <laughs> with a video cassette and the, and the player. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, you go back in there and they've almost strangled themselves with the tape. They've no. ripped the tape out. I, I would tip the opposite. I reckon they would have figured it out. You reckon they could figure it out? No remote? Oh, what? So they're going to... I mean, it like has an a... old school with no remote. It has a remote. But... What about an old TV that you have to actually like... The dial. Tune in with the dial. <laughs> we had one of those when we were a kid. And to set it up so you could change the channels remotely, we had this six foot long pole, like as an aluminium tube, that was just big enough to slip over the end of the dial. So you could sit in your chair and twist the dial around. Fuck me! How lazy would that be? Jesus! <laughs> nah, that was genius. Did the job, man. But yeah, you're right. That's I mean, that's back in the day when you basically only had two or three channels anyway. I think we had ABC. Oh, this is before I moved over here. ABC, SBS, and Win as like a, a the local commercial. Yeah, well, in the UK we had BBC One, BBC Two, ITV Three. And Channel 4, and that was it. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to think about now, isn't it? Yeah, and even Channel 4 had only just started sort of in the mid-80s, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, yeah, like you say, in Britain with like 50 million population. <laughs> yeah. And then by about 10 o'clock at night, no TV, everyone yeah, turns off. Yeah, that's right. Switch it off and doesn't come back on until like 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 
they wouldn't believe us Dave if we told our kids this stuff they're like are you sure like I could just sit there and watch YouTube forever and like <laughs> turn into a desiccated husk I, I remember when the height of technology in my house was the fact that my dad had wired up um, the t- my TV up in my bedroom to work with the satellite downstairs satellite TV but you'd have to watch whatever the same channel, channel. same channel <laughs> So late at night, you could bust my dad watching the dirty channels because uh, you turn the TV on and you're like, ah, "What are you watching?" Surprised he hooked that up then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. So it's, a, it's about adapting to new technologies, right? That's it. <laughs> our, our Zenial superpower. I've never heard that term before, but it makes me. It's it's making that part of my brain feel happy. That makes me feel like I'm in a special group that's it's, better than feel, everyone else. Feel like you're included now into something and superior to those other shitty generations. <laughs> I got called a fucking boomer the other day <laughs> by that by the same person that, and I was like, mate. You well, need they to... do, they do say boomer is a state of mind. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. You don't even know what the fucking boomer is. Oh man, I I just nearly knocked that drink over. Yours? Yeah. Don't do that in here, man. I actually... Um, Don't, why have you got it on the fucking notepad? Just, it's like a coaster. Well, clearly, it's not a good idea. I uh, I dropped a full bottle of milk at work last week. On the carpet? The kitchenette has like um, like vinyl floor. Yeah. But it was like a full two litre bottle of milk. Just slipped out of my fingers. Hit the bottom. Went off like a grenade. Milk splashed on everything. It goes under the fridge, under the cabinets. Fucking milk everywhere. And like... I'm there trying to like mop it up with like paper towels. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Do you know how many people crack the don't cry over spilled milk joke? Oh, imagine most five thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same fucking shit with this sling. Doesn't matter where you go. Oh no, hello, no, no. Oh, what you need, fucking Yona? Fuck off, mate. It's not, like it, it, it's actually starting to get annoying. Like, Just strangers. I walk through Harvey Normans and nearly every fucking salesman. Ah, oh, what do you do? Like that's their new greeting. What do you do to your shoulder? And in the end, I just started ignoring them. I just walk off. <laughs> Catherine's no, like, fair enough. Catherine's like, why are you being so rude? I'm like, I'm fucking sick of answering the same question. Fuck me. Why don't you just come up and say hello? How are you? Blah blah blah. Like normal conversation. You should just put a sign on it. Operation. Like just because I'm different, if I feel discriminated against. If I walked in there black, where they go, oh, would you go out in the sun too long or something? Yikes. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on board, man. And this is interesting. It's the same with the fucking t-shirt thing we spoke about. Oh, you got the wrong fucking football shirt on. No, I don't, cunt. I don't fucking like your shitty team. Well. Anyway, sorry. Just went off on a tangent there for no reason. Again, I would relate this back to your uh, insistence on using the word midget. That's exactly how they feel, man. It's like fuck. I, I but wish, like I said to you, I wish people would stop calling me a midget. I don't say to their face, "You're a midget." I'm just saying, short people in general, midgets. <sighs> anyway, go on. What, what have you got? I, pro- I promise I won't spill my yes, my, my big chocolate milk. Spilt milk. That's that's a clue. We're recording in the morning and not at night. It's a chocolate milk instead of a beer. Well, you, you could have had a white Russian, dude. Fetch me the vodka. I've got some if you want it. No, it's fine. <laughs> Day drinking. Not quite that depressed. It's Saturday, what's the problem? <laughs> so Dave, I, I know we've had a, a few chats about the old Monty Hall. <sighs> and uh, you're still sort of endeavouring on your mathematics sort of study. So I've got, I've got another, another problem for you. Oh, no, no, here we go. <laughs> you can opt out if you want. Yeah. But this one's, this one's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the sort of the classic train leaves from one place arrives at another travelling at a certain speed sort of puzzle this is kind of a variation on that throwing in a bit of calculus so say you've got two dudes on push bikes they're 50 miles apart they jump on their push bikes and start riding towards each other at 25 miles an hour yeah but when they start there's a fly on one bloke's bike and as soon as he starts moving that fly flies from his bike, goes all the way to the other dude's bike, lands on his wheel, moves. So wheel, his wheel, his tire, whatever. So it gets run over. No, no, it just touches the bike. Okay, so Could it's not on the wheel; it's okay. on the handlebar. But basically, as these two guys are heading towards each other at twenty-five miles an hour, the fly's zipping back and forth. Flies a bit quicker; it can fly at 
50 miles an hour, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's bouncing back and forth as these dudes get closer and closer together. So when the guys meet in the middle, yeah. how far has the fly flown? What distance? I don't fucking know. We calculate the work that shit out. There's a trick to this one. How it's... long is he sitting on the bike for? Or he just touches it and then keeps like a relay? <laughs> Bang, touch it and go. Just ping ponging back and forth at 50 miles an hour. As these guys... I would imagine he's probably done about 100 miles. No. Uh, and to be honest, I don't know if I care. <laughs> the, the trick to this puzzle is you know how long these guys are riding the bike. If they've got to cover 50 miles and they're riding at 25 miles an hour, they'll be riding for an hour. But they don't have to cover... They're meeting in the middle, so they only, have to, they, they only ride for half an hour. No, they only ride for an hour. Yep. Yeah. And how fast was the fly flying? 50 miles an hour. How long was he doing that for? As long as it took these blokes to meet in the middle. So he only rode 25, he only flew 25 miles? No, no, 50 miles. It took an hour for these guys to meet in the middle, right? No. No, no, no. Because. 50 miles apart, riding at 25 miles an hour. Yeah. But if he's doing 50 miles an hour mm-hmm. and the other guy's doing 25 miles an hour heading towards him, that's 75 miles an hour close down speed as oh. opposed to a 50 mile an hour close down speed for the other two sure so he would reach him before he meets in the middle but the fly doesn't stop flying right yeah so he would have flown off and met the other guy <laughs> if a fly flies non-stop for an hour and travels at 50 miles an hour how far does it go in an hour 50 miles oh. I've broken your brain again no 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 that makes sense <laughs> no, I agree with you now. Sorry, I was just trying to. I didn't think about the other thing. I just did. Yeah. So the problem sounds more complicated than it is. Yeah. That's right. That's fine. I'm not arguing with that. Here's a more complex question for you, though, Al. Yeah, yeah. What's better, dogs or cats? For what? Anything. As a pet? Just anything. <laughs> um, I think. So here's a scenario that we could could examine. Climate change wipes out humanity. Which species does better? Dogs, for sure. I reckon the cats. Nah. For sure, man. Mate, you look at Chernobyl. They had to go and fucking... There's still dogs wandering around there. No cats wandering around. They're all fucked off. I just argue that's because the cats were clever. No, no. Cats are cunts. Well, they're also killing machines. So that's why I'd back a cat in the apocalypse. Uh, I still think dogs are. Dogs are good. To a degree, but... I mean... You've still got lions and tigers... Big cats. Yeah, but they're big cats. But you don't really have big dogs. Yes, you do. Not the you size see the fucking African not the size wild of a, dogs? Not the size of a tiger. No, but pack dogs like fucking African wild dogs and yeah, hyenas. But yeah, I'd be worried about breeds like your little uh, schnauzers and stuff. Like uh, I'm talking, dash, dash hounds. I'm talking just dogs in general, not just specific breeds. I think a cage match to the death. I think those I think those wussy dogs bring down the average. I don't know. Some of them are pretty fucking evil. <sighs> yap yap yap. Maybe. Yeah, well, you pack them into a corner, man. I'll what, bet you. What, why are you asking you about dogs versus cats? Because it was one of my subjects I wanted to talk to you about. Right. I don't know. I just I don't like cats. Well, so, I I mean, just in terms of like likability, I'm with you. A dog. I'm more of a dog person than a cat person. Why is that? Um, mostly because my experience a lot of people who have pet cats let them out and let them loose and they destroy a lot of native wildlife yeah and is that the only reason though that's one of the main reasons what do you what do you think of the attitude of cats compared to the attitude of dogs yeah well, what's the joke um dog, dogs have owners cats have servants or something I forget how it goes yeah that's pretty much it right and I think that's you know, a, a dog's usually going to be friendly, loyal, those sort of traits, those sort of characteristics. Yeah, whereas if you died in the room, a cat would just eat you. Well, a dog would eventually as well if it was locked in with you. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure that happens. Um, I think dogs have got more personality than cats. It depends on the cat, but like I've, I've seen cats that are pretty cool. I mean, a lot of I've germs. seen retarded cats. A lot of cats that are just <laughs> spazzes. <laughs> sure but I've never seen any that are cool like it's cool to watch a spazzy cat but yeah. the, cat, the cat itself's not cool it's still a cunt yeah I, I think on general 
my my feeling is that a cat there's always a malevolence to it like it's looking down his nose at you no just it's just like a second away from like killing a, a mouse cruelly or something like they've all got that potential but like if you've got like a little little jack russell terrier or something that's a bad example because they bred to kill rats but <laughs> you know what i mean like they're, they're not sitting there trying to plot someone's downfall they're just like they want a snack do you do you ever wonder that if humans just stopped looking after cats or stop feeding them and everything they just mm. turn on you as a whole group yeah uh, not particularly but or just the a cat in general if she just went fuck it i'm not I'm gonna keep you in the house i'm not gonna let you out but i'm not i'm not fucking looking after you because your attitude stinks just just <laughs> put this scenario in your head do you reckon the cat would turn on you well, number one, you're not a very good pet owner if you do that. But we're not worried about that sort of things. <laughs> like I, if you put a dog, if you put a dog in the same situation, the dog would just sit there and beg from you for the whole time, and it'd be like, "Oh, come on, come on, come on," and it'd just be like, Ugh. "Whereas a cat, I reckon the cat would turn on you." Ah, uh, the cat would just meow. You know, no different from the dog. I reckon the cat would fucking turn on you, man. Start and fucking. What? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate cats, man. have you have you ever have you ever noticed i'm not going to generalize everybody in this but the majority of people that i've met that own cats not normal what do you mean not normal? they're just a bit weird so you're talking about that cliche like the crazy cat lady yeah you get crazy dog ladies too but yeah i know but in general cat owners I don't know. And, and the other thing that's a bit weird too is that men that own cats, just a single man or whatever owns a cat, that's fucking weird too. Why? I don't know, it just is. And they're always weird too, the people that own the fucking... Was it any weirder for a guy to own a cat than a dog? I don't know, but it is. It just it seems a bit strange. When you think about it, like for most dudes, a cat's perfect. They need minimal attention. You don't have to do like a, a bare amount to look after them. It's not a manly thing to have as a pet, though, is Dog, it? Dog's high maintenance, man. You gotta take that dude for walks. Yeah, cool. You know, throw the ball. Oh, fuck. When oh, you think about it. Oh, this... my shoulder just fucking moved it. Funny. Sorry. <laughs> Dying. <laughs> Carry on. You okay? No. Because, <laughs> you know, the stereotype of um, guys owning dogs, it's almost like. All, all the stuff that you wouldn't want better off with a, a a female owner you know appreciate the the loyalty the devotion always looking for attention she could eat that shit up yeah I'll put, I'll put it right <laughs> there most cat owners are weirdos <laughs> well a lot of people out there well here's the thing as well but the way people treat pets in general these days is pretty nutty like oh. the, the amount of cash they spend on pets and stuff now yeah like you start hearing about some of the vet bills that people undertake. But do we put this back to the whole pussy thing that I said at the beginning? Maybe. I don't These know. people just can't fucking find a proper relationship because they're too triggered by anything that anybody says. So it's easier just to have a cat or a dog because they ain't going to talk back to you. <laughs> well, I mean, even um, a lot of couples will have their, their fur babies or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah. I, I can kind of get it though. Like on, on balance... Paying for a, a pet is probably still 10, 100 times cheaper than paying for bloody kids. My honest opinion, now we've got dogs, I don't think I'll get them again. Yeah, same way I feel about my pool. Because, well, I've always <laughs> felt that way about pools. <laughs> fucking told you that, but anyway. Well, uh, it but does, it's just it, like, you can't go on holiday. It's it a fucking limit. pain in the ass. Yeah, it becomes very limiting. And I mean, these are all the arguments, not, you know... the I guess I put forward when my wife was keen to get a dog. So she's just thinking, oh, it'd be awesome for the kids to have some, like a pet to play with. They love animals, blah, blah, blah. But then you come at it from a practical side. Like you said, anytime you want to go somewhere, you got someone to look after them. Yeah. Um, vet bills. It's fucking, all do you know, stuff. it costs, we looked at getting Jacks into a kennel for when we go to Perth. Yeah. We're going, we're flying over to Perth and we're staying in a nice hotel in the, in the city for seven days. And it was going to cost more to put Jax in a kennel for the same time as it was for us to do the whole fucking holiday. For two of us. The whole holiday? Fuck yes. It was mental. And I was like, nah, fuck it. 
Why cancel the whole holiday. Why is it so expensive? Because it's over the Christmas period. Oh. Look, it was boxing, a boxing day. We're flying out, coming back on the 2nd of January. Oh, man. Which is now I regret booking the whole holiday because I need to start doing all my... I need to log in and onto UOW and actually select all my courses on the 2nd of January and we're going to be in fucking air most of the time. <laughs> oh, man. It won't take that long. Yeah, so there's definitely some some factors to the, the pet ownership that, that... I don't know, back in the day... I mean, what was the old movie? Old Yeller. They shot the, shot the dog when it got sick. They're not paying a vet 10 grand for some fancy medication. Mm. It was like, there's more Old Yellers where he came from. <laughs> sad, but... It's pretty sad, but anyway. Lockers, anyway. And it, just wanted to know what your thoughts were on cats and dogs, but you, you, as usual, you don't, you don't give me a straight answer. I told you, dogs. Okay. Like, if I, if I was going to get a pet... Oh, a cage match. I didn't answer. Why do I have to fight? Why don't just? Why does it matter? Just fucking cage match. Which one would win? Well, a, a similar sized dog to a cat. Why are they going to fight? But because they hate each other. <laughs> yeah, that's who, their nature. Says who? Whatever. I don't think that's actually a true thing. Well, it doesn't matter. I just want to know what you think would win. It doesn't matter why they're fighting. You're saying the cat's the same weight as the dog. Same size. So you got a fucking cat versus a Jack Russell. Cat's gonna tear it up, man. You reckon? I reckon. I reckon um, the cat will get a few fucking good punches in, or swipes in. But I reckon once the dog gets hold of it. Don't you ever remember um, Foot Rot Flats? That was the cat that always bullied that dog. He was, well, the cat was called Horse or something, wasn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Foot Rot Flats. What the fuck are you talking about? Where are you even from? You've never seen that comic? Never heard of it. Oh, dude, how'd you get citizenship without? It's based in New, in New Zealand anyway, so I don't know why I'm getting so upset about it. Talking about New Zealand. Everyone knows what right flats, man. You should look it up. I watched What uh, what We Do in the Shadows, the movie. Oh, yeah. It finally came up on Foxtel, so I watched it. It's great, right? Uh, uh, but you watched the TV show first. The TV so you, show was better, I reckon. It's still funny, man. It was and it wasn't. <laughs> it was probably a little drier, like probably trying to be like more of that real documentary style yeah oh, I'm glad you watched it I didn't hate it but I didn't love it yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about the the werewolf fight they had in the in the park well, it wasn't really a fight was it they ran away from them <laughs> there's your uh, there's your cats versus dogs there as well man the, the werewolves pushed out no they didn't didn't they? No, the werewolves fucking turned into werewolves and the fucking vampires all ran off. Because they're all dandies. Anyway. <laughs> it's a bit of a dead end. Snip. <laughs> uh, I saw some saw some news articles this week, Dave, and thought of you. Yep. For, all, for all the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah, well, one it? of them was a story about the... I don't know if you saw it, about the guy who runs all the grilled franchises. He, uh, there was an email that was leaked to the press where he was contacting all the different um, stores and everything saying that there was going to be a negative story coming out in the press. Right. Don't believe the lies. But the story is all about how he's been ripping off all the franchises. <laughs> so just add that to your list of reasons not to go to Bloody Grilled. Shithole that it is. Well, have you tried their burgers? Didn't we, didn't we agree the other day that the burgers aren't that bad? It wasn't me pretty sure you did because you haven't even been there I've been there like three times oh you didn't like them never now it turns out they're wage thieving scumbags oh it's like any franchise isn't it well fucking bad idea to get involved in a franchise you know you're gonna get fucked over right on it's like a million different places that are better to get burgers in Wollongong and they're all ripping off guns too yeah but they're not in the media Oh, that makes it okay then. Just let me score some points again against Grilled because I don't like him. Fair enough. <laughs> you see that Cronides is going tits up to? I'm not even sure what Cronides is. It's like an Italian style restaurant. There's one in Wollongong. They're all over the fucking place. They're franchises as well. Right. But they've got this stupid sort of gimmick thing where they've always got something fancy on the table in the window. Like the one in Wollongong's got a fucking engine out of a Ferrari. They used to have a uh, Ducati sitting up in the, on the stand. Right, I think I can see the problem in their business model. Yeah, let, let's spend 20 grand or 30 grand on some <laughs> bullshit to stick in the window. <laughs> that's not going to make us any money back. But, yeah, I mean... 
So people are upset that they're going I, out of business. I saw that um, the one in Wollongong's getting shut down and so many others, but as soon as that came up on Facebook, like the amount of people that were just slamming Cronides about how shit the food was, how shit the service was. Oh, kick them when they're down. Oh, eh? mate, they were just like, oh, well, <laughs> fucking service is dog shit and the food's crap and we've gone in there and sat there for 50 minutes and nobody's even come over and fucking said hello to well, us. Or... Here's problem number two with their business model. Shit, shit service. Well, shit the problem food. is, it just goes without saying now that you kind of go. There's not many places now that you go to that you don't kind of expect to get shit service. If I'm honest with you, it's kind of an expectation that you don't get decent service. You think anymore. so? Yeah, I'm getting to that point. Uh, and it well, the restaurant business does my head in every time I ever think about it. The the way that the whole thing operates, like you got to be like even just ordering the food, right? Like, you're guessing how many people are coming in, what they're going to order, all that sort of shit. But, like, it's so cutthroat as well. Like, if someone has a bad experience at a restaurant, it's like the burgers I was saying before. There's so many other places you can choose from. They're never coming back. Mm. If they have a shit time, tell 10 of their mates they had a shit time, all of a sudden, your restaurant's on the ropes. Yeah. Like, it's a razor's edge of between success and total failure. Like, how many places have you seen three, four, five different restaurants open up in the same location. It must be so tricky to get it right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it wouldn't be for me, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's for sure. It's, I don't think it's a... But I don't, know if I'd, to get into. I don't know if I'd agree that there's been an overall decline in, in customer service. Uh, I don't know, man. I'd, I'd be honest with you. I'd, I haven't... My expectations are different at different types of restaurants. That's, that's I'd concede that. Like, I'm not going to expect much from, you know, a cheap fast food place versus a nice sit-down restaurant. Yeah, but it's even got to the point now where the expectation of getting a greeting from someone when you go up to get served, or even the please or thank you when they're asking for the money. Yeah, that's weird. Like, most places these days just go, oh, that's eight bucks. Not eight dollars, please. You're getting triggered, man. I'm not getting triggered. I'm just saying that... This day and age, the amount of people that say please and thank you when they're asking for your money. Uh, Like, I went to the post office yesterday, this old crabby bitch that works beyond the counter, and she is, she's a fucking mole. Okay. She's, I've been there a few times, and Catherine's had fucking issues with her and everything. She's just a job's worth, like, you can tell she's worked in this post office. Her whole life. Entitled job, (laughs) and she just don't give a fuck anymore. She hates being there, but... She's like holding out so for, unmotivated for, holding to do out it. For, for the pension or whatever's yeah. happening. Yeah. Anyway, she's the only person in there. There's a fucking queue out the door. The phone rings. She just walks away from the counter and answers the phone. She comes back. And anyway, she, people walk to the counter and she's just like, no hello, no nothing. Just gives them a fucking sour look to say, oh, I fucking hate you already just because you fucking walked in here. Anyway, I'm already giving her fucking death stares from the back of the queue and I think she noticed it. How'd that work for you? Oh, well, I got I was the only one to get a greeting. Crazy. But all I got was hi. But it was a bit of a... Hmm. Like, and I was just like... And then she asked for the money. No, please. No, thank you. Yeah. You get the change. No, thank you. Just right out. You know, with most post offices too, when you... So I was posting something overseas. Most of my experiences with the post office, when you buy something... They'll just go, oh, we'll sort that out for you. And they chuck it in a bucket thing they got at the back. Sure, sure, yeah. She was just like, chucked it back at me. She goes, post office, the post box is at the front. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. And she, I'm in a sling. I'm fucking struggling to put the money back in my wallet. I'm just like... Phew. Well, that's an extreme example, man. I'm going to have to start paying attention. I don't know if it's something I even pay attention to or have noticed. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. I'll see, I'll see if I can corroborate your yeah. experiences I mean the other thing too I've noticed like I went into a grocery shop the other day and I'm wearing a Liverpool shirt whatever bloke just turns around and goes oh, I don't know if I want to serve you wearing that <laughs> what the fuck I'll tell you what mate fucking shove your shit up your ass then I'll go somewhere else how's that fucking sound <laughs> I don't I don't get why people get so passionate about the, the soccer stuff like I kind of get it but at the same time, the, like, what pisses me off is the is the half-assed, passionate shit you get in Australia for it. Because it ain't like what you get in England. No, if you walked into somewhere, they'll stab the, someone. They'd yeah. fucking stab you just for walking in there with the wrong shirt. <laughs> Which, and I'll be honest, when I go to England, I won't wear a football jersey. That's a whole a whole different set of problems. 
Oh, man. It's a tribal thing, man. I'm telling you, that's all it is. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I get it. But at the same time, I don't understand why people would do it or think that's the right thing to do. Oh, it's probably not the right thing to do, but it's just you can't help it. It's pack mentality. Yeah. Yeah, people do get a bit carried away with that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of baked into our our survival instincts at this stage. Pretty much. Probably going to be a long time before it disappears. So, I mean, one of the other questions I've got for you, Al. Hmm. Binge watching something versus investing years of your life into watching something. Yeah. What the fuck are you, you know, like seasons and seasons of shit. When you're oh, and having it. to wait for it to come out. Yeah. Yeah. What are your feelings on either one? Like, which one do you prefer? I don't know if I'd have a preference. I'll tell you what I have noticed, though. If you if you are binging through a show, its flaws become more apparent. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're watching... If you're binging a show that kicks ass you'll be like watching that shit at the two o'clock in the morning because you can't stop. Yep. It's like crack cocaine. Yep. But if you're watching a, a show where it's like you're slogging through every episode or you're like pausing it halfway. Oh, if it's that much of a struggle, I wouldn't watch it. I'd that's just what stop. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Where I think in the past where you had just normal TV and it's like week by week, episode by episode. Yeah. I think they kind of got away with that a bit where they could just have crap episodes. Yeah. And you're kind of just watching it out of habit. But this day and age, where it's like the binge doesn't work, it's like, oh, I'm not feeling it. You put it on the shelf and you move on to something else. Yeah. Like, there's so much to choose from now. But, so, what are your feelings at the end? Like, when it's that's it, it's done, it's the last ever episode, yeah. and you've either binged it for a week straight or yeah. you spent six years watching it because it's been on TV for six years and it's the last episode, and you're just like, I think when you bit, I, mm. I found say something like The Sopranos, which even when you binge it, it's going to take you probably fucking four weeks to watch it all. Yeah, that was like eight seasons, seven seasons, more than that. It was a lot anyway, and you just like at the end of it, you kind of don't know what planet you're on anyway. You kind of start thinking like a fucking mob <laughs> boss or whatever. But you got a New Jersey accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it's, it's over, and you're like, what? Do, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> What have you been doing with your life is what you should be asking yeah, I yourself. Know, but <laughs> has that ever happened to you where you've binge watched something so much you're just like, now what? Now what do I do? Yeah, so I think that if you've been watching it season for season over years, I think it's probably natural that it has slightly more of a hit. So Breaking Bad was like that. I remember that sort of finale and wrap up there had a big impact where recently I've been through four seasons of a show that the guys at work had recommended, Last Man on Earth. And I got through a big, big chunk of that while I was... That's a home. comedy thing, isn't it? Yeah, home, oh, I when I was home, home crook with the flu, yeah, punching through it. So no no worries about the quality there. I was like, bang, 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 like smacking down Maltesers, you know what I mean? But with the, the knowledge that the show had been sort of canned after season four, yeah, like the writers had written stuff for the next season... And it got chopped. So I did the binge. And then it was quite an abrupt ending. Cliffhanger style at the end of season four. By no means wrapping anything up. And that that was a bit of a gut punch too. Even knowing it was coming. But what about the one that ends properly? Yeah. So, I mean... Do you, do you think that you get more emotionally... Not invested, but say emotionally um, upset at the end of one that you've binge watched as opposed to one that you've watched over years? My experience is probably less of an impact on the something you've binged. See, I don't know. I binge watched Lost. Depends on the show as well, but... I, I binge watched Lost. Well, see, Lost is kind of fucked up because the ending sucks shit anyway. Well, see, I didn't mind the ending. I liked the ending. <clears throat> but, um... And, that, and I got fucking really upset at the end of that, man. Really upset. Well, it was a tearjerker sort of final episode. I was fucking crying my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> but something like Game of Thrones where it had been that slow burn. By the time I got to the end of that, I was like, let's just wrap this shit up. Yeah, but the last season was dog shit. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it was just like, I don't give a so fuck. So you went through those crap, crap episodes and it's but like, if, fuck, it, if this is what it's like, just put a bullet in it, let's finish it. But if it was a good last season, yeah. would you have felt the same way? No, no, definitely not. And like Breaking Bad is probably a, a good example where 
it, the whole thing culminated and it was well Sopranos that was awesome last season just that ending was a bit like very controversial <laughs> final episode yeah but from a I can respect from an artistic perspective that that's how they wanted to do it it still creeps up on me I've watched I've watched The Sopranos at least four or five times the whole season surely once they the whole episode, the start whole... playing that song you realise no <laughs> but it's that it's not until they go to the cafe yeah. it still creeps up on me it's still like oh there's I'm sure there's another episode yeah like Phil Leotardo gets fucking his head run over and pops and I'm expecting more shit to happen yeah. and then it's the end of the episode and well, like, oh, all, of, all of a sudden you're in the diner and you're like oh shit oh fuck that crept up on me again fuck <laughs> um, in a similar vein to The Sopranos I rewatched The Wire recently as well not one I've seen on, on Foxtel and it had a five season run and at the end of that fifth season they're pretty much doing like two thirds of that last episode is like the wrap up episode where it's all the like loose ends with all the different characters that have been in the show right and that's that's quite um sort of melancholic you know it's you know all these characters that you kind of got to know and mostly like most of them and you know off they go to continue their little lives (laughs) but it's yeah it's a very different way of consuming that type of media and entertainment for sure because i just binge watched the crane Whilst I've been... Oh, the third season? Well, all of it. I never watched the first two seasons up until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we we started watching... When you told us, told me that the third season was up, we we started watching it again. The third season's a bit dog shit. I just watched the last episode this morning. Right. I must admit, the first two seasons, I wasn't... I I was not glued to it, but I was pretty glued to it. But the last season, I was picking up my phone and just looking at Facebook and shit. I was like... Yeah, that's always a sign that... It's no I don't like the new actors in it. I don't like... I, yeah. I don't know, man. That's fair enough. <laughs> but it's still, to me, it's such a high quality show and does such a neat way of kind of touching on important historic events as well. It's, it's like, to me, it gives a, a, a richness to the, the value of watching it. The problem with it is, this is, I mean, we're just doing fucking TV reviews now, but... TV report. The, <laughs> the first two seasons... I liked the Queen, and I hated Prince Philip. Yeah, okay. Like Prince Philip was an arsehole. The Queen, you know, had well felt like she was getting a bit of a raw deal, and yeah, you definitely still got the impression that she got thrust into a, a job that yeah she was never that stoked about. But this final season, kind of more drawn towards the Queen's a heartless bitch. But I mean, that's an interesting narrative anyway, because. I mean, like any job, you're going to sort of hit your stride and become a little bit jaded like you're uh, the person you're talking about in the post office, right? Yeah. It, it can take a toll on you. Yeah, I know. And but that's I, not, it's and, not just that. It's just her... I don't know. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't know if it's the actor portraying it differently. Hmm. I, just, I just... I don't know. Uh, but I didn't, like the open, I didn't like the opening to the new season anyway when you know they've just gone from the fact that the Queen and Prince Philip... You know, Prince Philip's been a dirty dog and the Queen's not happy about it. Sure. And they're, you know, on the rocks relationship. And then you jump sort of five, ten years into the future. Mm. They don't look anything like each other anymore. You know what I mean? Like, the Queen doesn't look any... Uh, look, you have to but get that's o- fine. You have to get over that. Cause that's that's, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'll get, get, but getting over that. Then they're having a bit of a jokey relationship straight away. Straight into the first season. I'm just like, eh that's not the relationship they've got though is it but so they might have done that quite deliberately because you've got a passage of time between where they finish and where they pick up so there's that aspect to it as well but they might have done that quite quite deliberately as as a way of showing that you know these people have have changed as they've aged and because the the drama of the the second season was that they had those difficulties but there's nothing they can they can't have a divorce like that's just like not an option so they kind of had to figure out a way yeah to share a life well, together. I don't know. How, how far have you got through this latest season? I think only like two or three I episodes. I won't say anything more. But what, what are your thoughts on the royal family? Like, are you a... Get rid of it. Now, why do you say that? What's the point? Yeah, but I'll tell you what the point is. <laughs> money. The amount of money they bring in. Is But, I mean, the, the taxpayers support the royal family, don't they? To a small degree. They still have to have their own little enterprises. 
I mean, the Queen used to make a lot of money from racing horses and stuff like that. But who, who are you saying is making the money? Tabloid papers? No, no. The amount of Who's money... making the money? Well, tabloid papers, number one. Well, they can die in a gutter as well, as far as I'm concerned. Well, regardless, <laughs> it's bringing money in. It's bringing jobs in. Um, tourism. So how much money the royal family bring in in tourism a yeah, year? Fair enough. It, Look, that would be my only reason for if, keeping them. If England want to have a king or a queen... Doing their thing, and sitting in the palace, dude. When I went to the UK, fill, fill, fill your boots. I don't, I don't really care. But I mean, you could never. If you said, "Oh, should we have a king of Australia?" I'd be like, "No, no," because it's pointless. Because there's no heritage behind it, right? But what I'm saying to you is, like all these, even people in the UK are like, oh, you know, don't need her anymore. Do you know how, how quickly England would fucking go down the fucking tube if there was no royal family? When I was in the UK, the amount of people that were just lining up for the fucking changing of the guards, it was fucking like it was like you'd just gone to some huge, massive fucking festival or event. There was fucking tens of thousands of people there, and mm. they do that shit three times a week. Right. It's mental. So the amount of money it's bringing in is crazy. Yeah. Oh. So at this point in time, they're just more of a tourism thing for me. I think the biggest part I don't really get about is how obsessed people are with the royal family that's the part i don't really get it's i think it's just do they do they they want to live that life is that what it's about it'd be pretty i think it's just the difference like having that high lifestyle yeah but you gotta you gotta weigh it up grass is always greener apparently isn't it oh yeah look that's probably what it is well look at again having servants waiting on you all the time and blah, blah 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 i mean that's what people probably but that's probably small perks in a life of shit, man. Like the, yeah, but- ta- the tabloid things, nuts. Like the kind of shit they hang on, you know, the um, Meghan Markle, the racist shit they spew about her. Like it's pretty fucked up. And then you got fucking dudes like Prince Andrew in there fucking getting his pedophilia on. Like it's not all allegedly. It's not all. No. Dude, Allegedly. Just- Let's just just. I, I will- I'm not getting involved in this comment <sighs> because I don't want to get sued. Dude, allegedly, that dude raped young women. That's <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind that that's what went your down. opinion is that he did that. No, he, he can sue me. Okay, because truth will prevail. Uh, well, anyway, I have my feelings on the fact that he possibly did it. <laughs> possibly, but <laughs> but I don't know for sure. This guy who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein and went to his rape yachts. Oh, it's, I'm, like maybe you, he was just there for the like I said for the you, dancing. My feelings are that there's a fair possibility <laughs> it could have happened. I'm pretty happy to go on the record with that one. I, if I was in the court and I was the jury, definitely guilty. <laughs> but I don't know for 100 percent certain. Um, I can't prove it. So there's, can you prove it? There's always a dark side to an institution like the monarchy. I mean, I don't fucking like Prince Andrew and never have anyway. Yeah. Ever since the Falklands War, fuck that chump. <laughs> so, um, there's, yeah, pros and cons both ways on on that whole setup. Anyway. Why are we talking about politics? We've just kept... Have you watched any movies lately? Uh, what I was going to say is that we're talking about binging TV. I've finally got around to watching Silicon Valley. Oh, I've what. I've watched a Which few is, seasons of that, and I did like it, but I've lost interest. I don't know if I lost interest, but yeah. Anyway. So, so given my career, it's really, really weird that I've never actually bothered to watch it What did it you before. think of it? it? It's so hilarious. And I should have known better, because it's Mike Judge who's written it all. He's, he's the guy who did Idiocracy, um, you know, Beat His Butthead, yeah. all that stuff. Um, did he do... He did Office Space as well, I'm pretty sure. You're asking me for I don't even know the dude is. Um so it's really it's really funny stuff, and um, I, I can see <laughs> there's this really funny contradiction that all all the Silicon Silicon Valley tech bros love this show, but it's just a merciless piss take of their entire culture. Their yeah. existence is just being lampooned nonstop, and yeah, really really good show, and just yeah, I regretted regret not having watched it sooner. But where did you binge watch that? On? I'm, I'm gonna pump through it, man, on Foxtel. They've you got, can binge it on there. They got all the seasons, yeah. Oh, all right, I might get back into that. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's have you have you seen that Netflix has um, finally released The Irishman? Yeah, three and a half hour movie. I ain't watching that. I'm gonna watch it. I am gonna watch it, only because I've got time whilst I'm sitting here doing fuck all with my shoulder. In one hit. 
Well, this is the problem I've got. <laughs> I wanted to watch it yesterday, but I thought I haven't got three and a half hours because <laughs> I do want to watch it in one hit. It's supposed to be excellent. I mean, it's got the big four, isn't it? It's got De Niro. De Niro. It's got Pesci. It's yeah. got um, who's the other one? Fucking Pacino. Pacino, and it's got um, Harvey Keitel. God damn! It's even got Ray Romano. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's a Scorsese movie, so it's going to be yeah. fucking all time. Because there's a bit of controversy around this one oh, about some... the length, or no? There's something about he couldn't the distribution deal. He wanted to put it into cinemas. They they couldn't do a deal. Because I think the uh, the whole thing was it was Netflix as well at the same time. And I don't think the cinemas were into it. Yeah, probably not. Well, why would you pay to go to the cinema when you can watch it alone? Well, I'm The sure other that. thing is too, would you honestly want to go to the cinema and watch a movie for three and a half hours? Not with your bladder. I mean, most people are going to need a piss break in that, aren't they? It's extreme. Like that, if, if I was going to watch that at home, that'd be like at least two sittings. See, I'd be happy to sit there and watch it in one sitting, but there would be some pausing... I'll have to pause and mm, take a break. Take have, a five have, minute. Have an intermission. Have a five minute break. <clears throat> See, that's another dimension to um, what you're asking before about binging content versus you sort of once a week episode. I, I'm just reflecting on it now. I realize that stuff I'm watching at the moment that's coming out weekly, I won't just slap it on at any old time. That's, that's, that's the kind of show I watch when kids are in bed. You know, everyone's settled down. The kitchen's been cleaned up. It's like treating myself to like a... It's almost like a little date night to watch this episode because it's kind of... It's precious that it's... Yeah. I've been waiting for it and it's just come out. So I make the viewing experience as, as deluxe as I can. So an episode of Silicon Valley, I'll just squeeze that on while... You know, just before the kid's bedtime or something like that. Just whenever I can grab that 25 minutes. Yeah. So there's that aspect to it as well where it's almost I'm trying to think of an analogy that's just not offensive <laughs> I was going to say what would you say an analogy that's offensive who cares <laughs> where your um, Silicon Valley episodes like having a quickie with a mistress where you know a weekly episode of Watchmen is like you know lighting candles and treating your wife right I can't get into Watchmen I watched the first season the first oh, episode right. I was like nah have you seen the film can't no, you, you haven't. That's right. But I just, I, I just watched. It. I couldn't get through the first episode. I, I just think, kept picking my phone up, and I was like, "Nah, it's not for me." I, th- I think. I don't know if that episode, like the series alone, has enough to get someone into it. Like, I think you almost have to have the context of the original, maybe the original stuff. Not a fan. Not for me. Yeah, Good pass on that. I could one. see. I could see how that would happen. Did you watch um, that Greg Davies? comedy special yet that I mentioned to you no dude I'm telling you it's fucking funny as shit you gotta watch it I just I don't think I've just had an opportunity man and if you want if you really want to watch some savage savage comedy Frankie Boyle on YouTube and I'm talking fucking savage why is that name familiar he's a Glaswegian comedian I'm thinking of Danny Boyle the director yeah this bloke is absolutely savage one of the one of the episodes it's not real good quality video, but you don't need the video. <laughs> <laughs> right. He basically comes out and just insults everybody in the audience. He just keeps going along, finding someone to insult. And it, like, I'm not talking just, oh, look at you, you've got a fucking funny shaped head or some shit. I'm talking like fucking annihilate them to the point where I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw a funny clip on YouTube the other day. There was, a, again, a comedian in a, in a smaller club doing a bit of crowd work. Yeah. And he invites the crowd to give them, give him their most fucked up story. Yeah. And a woman in the crowd's like, oh yeah, she's sort of like half hand up. And he's like, no, no, tell me, tell me. She's like, no, I don't know if I should. It's like, yeah, no, it doesn't matter how bad it is. Tell me. And she's like, oh yeah, my dad murdered my mom. And the comedian's (laughs) just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. To his credit, he works at it. And he's like, oh, okay, did that happen a long time ago? And she's like, oh, about a year and a half. And the dude's just like, oh my God. <laughs> but I think it was kind of impressive that it wasn't just like 
show's over. Just yeah. pack it up. Uh, this... He didn't just put his microphone down. <laughs> he, he actually turned into comedy. Yeah. This guy, it was like savage to the point where you were like, he's gone too far, but it's still hilarious and I can't stop watching. Like he went how... way, way too far. But how did they get away with it, man? How did they not just have someone waiting by the dressing room to kick the shit out of them? How did they get away with it? I think you've got to pick the right audience. Because most of the times he does it, he does it in Glasgow, where you can get away with that shit because everyone talks to everyone like that. Yeah, they? for sure. Uh, when we're off mic, I'll tell you some of the shit you said to people. I'm not going to do it on mic because it is <laughs> fucked up. Just get the listeners to look it up, eh? Frankie Boyle. Frankie Boyle. It's Frankie Boyle roast the crowd. Oh, just look at Even if you don't want to watch the whole comedy special, there's actually four part Frankie Boyle's best insults or something like that. Right, so, so they go for like 15 minutes each. More or less known for that kind of... Oh, savagery. See, that's another thing as well. If you buy a ticket for this dude's show, you kind of know what you're in for as well, right? If he's yeah. known for doing that kind of shit, so you'd be kind of like... You wouldn't be offended. You'd be like excited. Like, oh, he did me, he did me. Yeah. Some people you could tell <laughs> were getting shitty about it. Because I think some people like go along hoping, oh, you won't get me and... You know, <laughs> and it's just gonna be funny listening to do it to everybody else. But when he gets you, you're just like, "Fuck nah, you!" That's that's hypocritical. You can't laugh. At no, I know, else. but I think that happens because you can <laughs> see some people's faces. Just like, yeah. that's what I'm saying, though. Like, fucking hypocrite. You laugh at someone else getting the shit caned out of them. The funniest, the funniest bit that I can say on here, which was really fucking funny, is these two people brought their kids along, and the kids were like, oh. I don't know, fourteen, fifteen, or something like that. Uh, two boys. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah. Your, your boy's there and it's like oh yeah and he just goes it's alright she she knows your mum knows you wank <laughs> <laughs> and the parents and the kids are laughing their heads off and she goes and they go you know what your mum wanks too <laughs> and the kid's like but uh, the kid parents are fucking cacking themselves laughing and, and he goes but sometimes sometimes your mum wanks your dad too <laughs> But he, and then he goes but you know what your mum doesn't know that you wank thinking about your mum wanking your dad <laughs> oh yeah so he just takes that one step way too far. Yeah, everyone's laughing though. They think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, if those aren't words to live by, I don't know. I will every, say one every, thing. Everybody wanks. One, I will say one thing to the listeners. If you don't like a rape joke, don't listen to Frankie Boyle. <laughs> There's your trigger warning. Yeah. So just giving you a yeah, heads up there. Fair enough. Because <laughs> there's, there's definitely that school of thought in comedy as well of... The, the difference between working working blue and working clean, right? There's comedians out there who'll do a set where they don't swear, you know, it's not smutty, and they still can entertain a crowd for, you know, 90 minutes yeah. working clean. I, I've always this, found This that, isn't Frankie Ball. <laughs> no, no. But I've always found that really remarkable. And it's not to denigrate a, a comedian who, who curses or anything like that because... Um, I think there's still a distinction between the comedian who goes into that territory, but are not just using it for cheap laughs. Like I remember when I was at the, I was on a snow trip down, down here in Australia when I was, I would have been just out of high school and we went out to the pub one night, there was a comedy night on and they had this dude called Gary Eckon and he, he was famous because he'd been on a, an Aussie sitcom series playing like this lovable uncle character. And then he comes on and does this comedy set and it's just crass, cursing garbage. Like I'm talking like Rodney Rude level yeah. sort of comedy. And it was so off-putting. One, because everyone knew him as like this friendly uncle. Two, the, the comedy was so lame and the, the crassness of it was just trying to generate that cheap heat, just getting easy laughs because he's saying piss and shit or whatever, right? Yeah. And it was... The worst comedy show I've ever seen. I think I've been to and you and you went to that comedy show at that was at Brewers. That was bad, man. That was funnier than this dickhead set. It was terrible. I think what was funnier too was the fact that the guy that we chose because it was like you choose your favourite comedian out of the guys that stood up, and we chose the dude that basically just got up and said how dog shit the whole (laughs) the whole thing was. Yeah, the guy, and then and then (laughs) and then the guy organised like, oh really? Why'd you vote for him? And we're like, because it's true. Because it was dog shit. And again, there was an improvisational quality to it where obviously that wasn't the material he prepared. No, and I just think he went, oh, fuck it. What's the point? I'm not going to waste my material on this shit. 
<laughs> to just uh, fill out the picture, this is like a, a round of the all-star comedy comp. It'd been organised down at the Brewers, down there by the, the beach. The brewery. The brewery, yeah. yeah. And it was just, the setup was not great. They had a DJ on the room next door and they asked him to go and turn the music down. He's like, nah. He's like pumping pump beats. <laughs> he wouldn't turn the fucking music down. I think if you didn't count the, the wives and, and friends or the you know girlfriends that were in the crowd of the comedians, there was probably about five genuine audience members. And yeah, the whole night was a bit of a shambles. How bad was that dude that put the fucking masks on and was pretending... That old bloke, yeah. He was fucking dog shit. <laughs> but, I mean, the night was redeemed. The The headline act was a, a real deal comedian. And, and he was... He was ripping it into the whole show as well. Y- yeah. He, he, he was... Oh, I've mixed up the names. That guy was Gary Eck. The guy I was talking about from the... Down in the snow. I think his name was... Gary who? Might have been the guy. Right, okay. The show was all together now. It was uh, John English. It was like this weird Australian sitcom. Right. Yeah, he was like this doofy uncle guy. Have you, have you ever been to a comedy show where they've said something and it's and it's left an opening for somebody to say something? Like an audience like, like member. Like a heckle, yeah. And you've actually done it. And then the comedians just like piss themselves laughing. And then you think, I'm the king of comedy because I've made a comedian fucking cack themselves <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I don't know, man. Comedians are probably the easiest people to make laugh. So I was at a comedy show with Akmal. Hmm. Saleh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and it, it was in Nara. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's just like, he made some talking about TV, and he's like, oh, you, you guys get TV down here, don't you? Like, bit of a piss take about Nara. And I was just like, yeah, but it's only just started coming out black and white. <laughs> like, or something like that. I said, oh, yeah, they've colour, only just... Colour. Yeah, no, no. I, just, I said, no, it's still in black and white, though, or some right. bullshit. And he fucking... He had to be there, obviously. But he mm. fucking pissed himself laughing on stage. He, I don't think he was expecting anybody to come out with something like yeah. that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I actually recall the time that I did... It wasn't a heckle, but I did call out and it was received well. I can't remember who the comedian was, but they were talking about the... Um, remember there was that sort of anti, anti-speeding campaign where they were doing like the little finger? Yeah. They'd waggle the little finger at at you to try and like say oh yeah good on you and they were saying oh you know that's that's okay for dudes but what's what's the what's the signal to to women if they do something stupid and i yelled out wide vagina it's like as the opposite to little dick yeah <laughs> so you're just like wide vagina people laughed all you're doing is calling them a slut though by that aren't you? oh it might be for a different reason yeah. well what are you saying when you say a dude's got a little cock that was the advertising yeah, campaign. Yeah, it's a very sexist campaign, isn't it? Well, that was what the joke was about. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't think about it. I just <laughs> only just thought about the fact that you're just like, eh. it's like, that's fucking discrimination, that is. Well, I think the idea is if... I'm triggered. Pro- I'm triggered. Yeah. You feel ashamed of your small cock. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> look, I've always said it. I don't care if my dick's big or small, because at the end of the day, as long as I have fun with it, that's all that matters. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah it's normal size Dave don't worry but do you know what? actually I'll just bring uh, <laughs> just bring one thing up if size doesn't matter why don't they make four inch dildos <laughs> oh god <That's> actually, <laughs> where'd you steal that line from that's too clever somebody put it on that's Facebook too, that's too clever for you <laughs> that's a fair point the th- yeah the, the thrust master and it's like <laughs> four inches long <laughs> people always want what they don't got that's what that's what that's about. Yep. Sorry, you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah, I'm just starting to dick jokes. Thinking about thinking about dildos. So it's getting to be lunchtime, Dave. Where where are you going to take me? Well, I'm not taking you anywhere because I can't drive. So what's well, your choice? You can choose. Uh, I thought about German food, but then I realised how are you going to eat it. I'm going to have to get you to cut it up for me. <laughs> have to feed you like a little. You don't have human. to feed me, just, but, <laughs> so it's probably not a good idea unless you feel like cutting all my food up for me like a baby. Yeah, I'd I'd be willing. Have you been to the Bav yet? No, I know you've you've been trying to pressure me into trying it. The food's not brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well you can choose something else for lunch then. <laughs> no, I mean the German club's better, but you like the beer down there. But I don't. I can't drink anyway because I'm going to be taking some. 
I'm going to annihilate myself this afternoon and painkillers. I'm just on fucking struggle street, man. Fair enough. So, so if you want a beer, we can go down there. But if you go you know, the um the crab shack, the bounty. Where? The bounty. Where the fuck is that? That's that weird little takeaway shop in Port Kembla. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, what do you call it? The bounty. The galley. It's called. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> this was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, the bounty was a ship. It's also a chocolate bar with coconut. <laughs> <in it. laughs> fucking rubbish one too. I like it. Coconut. Oh. We'll go and get twenty crab sticks. I don't know if I really want to get takeaway. Hey, they got tables there. Oh, I'm not eating there. No way. What? It's bad enough that I fucking get the food from there. I don't want to sit there. And eat. We're eating. Nah. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not eating there. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out then. Yeah, we'll have. A, we've got plenty of time. We can have a discussion on that. Let's <laughs> get into the philosophical merits of the different lunch choices. Yeah. Shame they don't do the zinger pie anymore. You could have gone to KFC. Oh, not with my ulcer. Fucking hell. I'm fucking, I thought, I'm just on Struggle Street. Yeah. I'm struggling with my shoulder. I'm fucking so much pain with the surgery I had. And now I've got a fucking ulcer on my lip. Like on the inside of my lip, right where the fucking... And then and I've got one on my tongue. It's like a oh, disease-ridden dude. motherfucker. Maybe you've got AIDS. Hmm. I don't have AIDS. <laughs> Fingers crossed there. Yeah, well. All right. We'll sort you out then. We'll get you fed. Oh, TV show. The League. What's that about? Uh, it's about these group of friends that are in a fantasy football league. Okay. And it's not really about the fantasy football, but it's more about how they just rag on each other the whole time. Right. It's good. It's seven seasons. It's on Foxtel, but they're only 20-minute episodes, 25-minute episodes. Yeah. It's been going a while. It's fucking funny, but... How do you get seven seasons out of that premise? Because it's just ragging on each other and the stupid shit they do. Yeah. And here, here is a TV show that has been able to go the distance, seven episodes, without... It's crass, but they don't swear that much. Yeah, seven episodes or seven seasons? Seven seasons. Yeah. Sorry, I said, yeah, seven seasons. Keep it PG. And, there's like, and it's weird, there's like 13 episodes in each season. That's normal. Is it? I thought 12 would be, but... Well, it used to be like 26 was like a network show. Right. And 13 would be something on cable as like half of that. Yeah. But now it's all over the shop. Yeah. Anyway, worth watching. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Then it's short episodes, so... Oh, maybe after Silicon Valley. Yeah, I'd give it a crack. That's only six seasons. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> all right. There's got to be more to it than what you're saying, because that sounds like it would uh, yeah. run thin pretty quick. Yeah, I mean... There's, there's a lot more to it, but it's, I'm not going to give it all away. All right. Fair enough. You ne- I've never let you down with TV shows and movies. It's a bold claim. It's true though, isn't it? Never. Never. You t- you name one. Name one and I'll take that on oh, chin. I don't know, but... I hardly ever. I hardly ever let you down with TV shows and movies yeah. in. That's a, that's a fair comment, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to be talk- careful when you're talking absolutes, that's all. I've got, a, I've got a very high hit rate of giving out advice on... Good advice on TV shows sure. and movies. I'll grant you that. All right. Anyway, (laughs) peace out. Bye-bye. Please, thank you.